0: Life. How you doing, man? It's been a while.
1: Good, good, brother. Yeah. How you been? How's dude. your um? How's your How's your grandfather?
0: That dude would not stop. He 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 got out of the hospital, walked himself home. I got out of the van. No walker. Walked up the stairs by himself. Refused to accept any help. Sat down, ate some ice cream, took a nap, and the next day was finally off again. Jesus he Christ. would not stop. He broke. He broke a whip in his back, and he's just like, I can finish paying the house. I, I love him the best, but he's he's six like seventy eight. He's seventy eight years old, and he's still working like he's forty.
1: Yeah, but you know, there's there's a there's a lot of um, I think psychologically sometimes if uh, people stop after uh, oh, he, yeah. they they just crumble and die. So he knows is that too. That so. yeah. yeah, I can
0: I can It's weird. I don't want him to stop working because I know his, he won't make it much longer after that. But I need him not to work so much that he hurts himself. And goes he's gone on And He yeah, got temped well, somewhere, and he just. Mainly because my grandma has Parkinson's, and so I need him to be able to take care of her. Mm. So he's... Hmm. Basically, he took it, took, a week later, he took everybody out to dinner, but everyone wins. Just won't stop. Love that man to death.
1: <laughs> Excellent, man. Good good to know he's on the mend.
0: Thank you for asking. So, it's been three weeks. And now we're talking Suicide of the West by James Burnham. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about James Lindsay, how he exonifies what uh what i was talking about and i'm going to talk about the weinsteins or more or less the whole IBW, because they all are examples of <laughs> liberal
1: symbols. yeah it's amazing because you know uh after our last podcast uh talking about this and then i had talked about i had, I had chosen a chapter uh which translates to no enemy to the, to the left um which burnham basically details <clears throat> it's a concept that came out of the french revolution but um, Burnham really goes into deep how, like liberals don't see liberalism as the problem. They never can. Um, it's actually, you know, Peterson kind of sort of touched on this a little bit when he first asked the question, when, when does the left go too far? And I think I have the answer for that is the left goes too far when when shitty center libs have to stand up and, and form the ID, IDW to like have a response. So you, you know, and I, I still have a lot of respect for Peterson in a lot of ways um and he's a little bit different because he's he's about as far to the right as the center libs will tolerate um and maybe because of celebrity he just has access but you know pinker um, lindsey and certainly the weinsteins are in <laughs> are in that group where they can identify certain problems and they can see things as, as a problem or more like, a, like an embarrassment because I think that's what wokeism is to them.
0: Eric, Eric Weinstein literally said, he Donald uh, Trump is the worst president we ever had. We need, he need, we need the Democratic Party to wake up and get rid of its friends nonsense to come back and fix the country. He said that I was Rogan recently, like right before the election. And it's like, this is exactly the problem. You can't, your solution is, in, in, <sighs> people don't seem to think of the cancer, but his solution to liberalism to the failure of liberalism, as he won't call it that. But he, you know, he has. He says the a far right now progressivism somewhat. And it's like, okay, but your solution is more progressivism. We're, we're, just, we're in the law. The Bank's office talking is before the dog. We gotta keep going, man. It's nuts.
1: Yeah, I think, well, I think that's the most, the, the biggest breakthrough I had that, you know, when I first started um, Yarvin about, I don't know, a year and a half ago or so, I had just gotten to that I'd gotten to a few points um, where I realized I had no, I didn't have any more answers. Like I had all these, I could see everything going wrong. I could see all these things, you know, starting to come into their um, their fullest expression. And yet there didn't seem to be any answers from the left or in liberalism to deal with this stuff. And then I started reading Yardv and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, maybe the answers, whatever those are, uh, solutions, remedies, whatever, don't exist within liberalism. And, you know, I've railed on, uh, I'm not even going to start again, but I think the suicide of the West kind of kind of um, exemplifies this. And I think that's why you asked me to do it, is that I've been railing on about trying to escape the liberal frame for months now, because I see that as the, the crux of it, that we can't even have a conversation while we're using the words that or, or 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 the or the modalities that keep leading to these same conclusions. Like yeah. wokeism isn't isn't a bug; it's the feature. It's the you know that now, now that we have ESG scores um, in businesses, like that's the the rot is everything now. Yeah, I don't know if you know what ESG scores are. They're environmental, okay. social, governance scores. They're basically investment um, social credit scores. That if depending on how you rank, well depending on on how the banks and other investors put money into you, because they see you as it's basically risk risk assessment. Mm-hmm. So if you have a low ESG score, you might be too risky, you might have a lawsuit, people might, you know, your your PRs might might suck, so they back away from you. And that's explains everything why you see these big companies doing like Gillette ads and whatever, you know, pick pick your flavor of the month. It's because they're running scared because they've they've actually painted themselves into a fucking corner and that's and this isn't like you know you Lindsay can write another book about wokeism all he wants or pinker can tell you how wonderful things are going but we're actually in in the collapse like this is the collapse
0: if, if you read hoplis response to pinko you went, you, uh, Pinker, uh, Pinker put out a book about like the uh, grand historical narratives in the Greek history of history, and Hopper just dismantles him in a great article. I'll send you a link to it later. I think it's called, it's in the great fixing. It's called um, A Libertarian Crestway Grand Historical Narrative. And it's pretty much Hopper versus the IDW.
1: Uh, well, I haven't read that, but um, I, would, I definitely would love to read it, but um, <laughs> I read Pinker back in the day, because I, I used to read Chomsky, and uh i read both chomsky's and pinker's linguistic stuff because they're both people don't know this is like pinker was a student under chomsky directly for linguistics and i don't think it's um i don't think it's a uh, coincidence that the, two of the more prominent dissident you know quote unquote liberal thinkers are also studied language and understand the the power of language and how to manipulate and how to construct it um I think that's that's key to all these things. So you know, with Lindsay, um, the reason why I picked him to have, have a conversation one because I think he exemplified that whole "pads et Recently, when he came out and said, he said to retract the treat the tweets, right? That he's done with wokeism. He's done attacking the woke. Uh, he's done all he can do with that, and now he's going to take he's going to focus all his energies on um, the neo reactionary and let's say far right, whatever he would define that as, crowd. Because of course they have all the power, right? They're they're, 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 they're the boogeyman, you know, they're, you know, the, yeah, Curtis okay. Yarvin, yeah. You know, the Yarvinites are going to take over something.
0: I, I wish um, to God that was true. Like everything right. that was fear, I'm like, can that happen? Please.
1: <laughs> imagine, imagine if we were like the secret cabal is like, we, we need to distract them because we're actually winning on something. We're not, we're not winning. Um, so, uh. so, uh. So he said all that and and then he, and he apparently went around and blocked off a ton of I don't know whatever I, I, I don't like these terms I, I think they're they're I think even even being branded neo, accepting neo reactionary as a term to, as a identifier is just like why are you painting a fucking target on your head yeah. I don't get it um, but um, so, like uh, guys like uh, Aaron McIntyre, uh, academic agent, and a whole bunch of other people, mm-hmm. um, he blocked all those people. Which, obviously, like <laughs> okay, if you are an intellectual who, who's interested in having intellectual debates, of course you want to just block everyone who from from yeah. the from the other side. I'm
0: and, um, a couple of people after I blocked them. What
1: a what a move. Yeah, well, it's classic classic shitlib, right? Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, and then but then he lost something like two thousand followers. Uh, overnight and so that he came back the next day and said well you know i'm rethinking this maybe we'll continue the with the woke thing it's like uh,
0: oh, okay, is so okay. he is i can't watch his content i i watched him once on zero when he wrote the papers and i was like okay that's kind of cool I, I see the problem with this paper system and how peer-review studies work but then he just kept going and going and i'm just like okay man you're, you're playing a star wars in your front yard while you're also trying to be a high-class academic. You can't do both. You can't, you don't get to be that guy.
1: (laughs) Well, it's telling, right? Because I mean, so my co-host on the main show, Mark, um, is a big Lindsey fan, um, or at least is is a fan of his anti-woke stuff. And I understand it, I get it. um, uh, But I was always very cautious with, with him. Something always didn't rub me right with those guys. I think maybe because they used deceptive practices, and like with the papers thing, like mm-hmm. it was funny and it was interesting, It was kind of interesting to to see them show up the whole system. At the same time, they had zero impact; yeah. like nothing changed. It's not like it's not like they re- revealed how corrupt and 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 clown world that system was, mm-hmm. and then the system had to had to recorrect itself, yeah. um, which which is interesting. As I'll get into some quotes with from Lindsay. Um, um, in a second but uh, because he you know he's of the mindset that liberalism is self-correcting which again Burnham talks about in Suicide of the West that the, the liberal syndrome what well, part of it is that that there is there can be nothing wrong with liberalism that liberalism is a complete perfect system and where it errs is only airing in let's say ignorance um, which can of course always be corrected as new knowledge is gained then the new knowledge is applied to the system and then it corrects itself and everything's wonderful you know um this is a complete divorce divorced of uh, divorcing oneself of reality because it's it's not like the system's perfect the system's flawed and you might be able to like make it let's say less flawed um, or or more to your preference over time but it's you know liberalism uh slavery is part of liberalism like the the entire american experience from from its creation is a is a liberal country like beyond a christian country it was also a liberal country and once you start to understand that that's the liberal frame we're dealing with and 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 how total and how how total it is and all-encompassing it is it can be a bit of a black pill in terms of understanding how to how much you have to unwind to get yourself free of it. At the same time, it's powerful because you understand that. But there, there must be something outside of this. Um, history is not based on this stuff. It's it's this liberalism is part of history. No, history is not part of liberalism. It's uh, you know it's not it's not it's not a it's not a, it's not a duality that. way. Um, I finally finished the book.
0: Actually, I finished it today, like an hour and a half ago. Um, I am a terrible procrastinator. Um, and I gotta say I absolutely like it is. Anyone listening again, go read this book because you're gonna walk away knowing a lot about liberalism. Um, and really, I think the IDW, like the Daily Wild. recently I rewatched really a bunch of Daily Wild content. Ben Shapiro, Michael Knows, Matt Watson. I gotta say, all of them are terrible. Michael Knows is the least terrible. But I think it's because he's Catholic. He kind of has this like, uh, pre, he exists in a way of pre enlightenment in some ways. And so we can actually make good commentary. The rest of them are post enlightenment, too much post enlightenment. They can't make good commentary because of it. Um, but it's the, 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 the uh, IEW people, the Daily Wire people, all these people are white wing in the liberal frame, but actually white winging. Now, I would say the central, central I mean, right.
1: I mean, the, right. the classic, the, the only person who I think is maybe making some mental outroads. Just judging on his content, not on because obviously I can't judge him as a human being. Tucker Carlson seems to be the only one in that sphere, in the conservative sphere, um, that is starting to move mentally further. I mean, he had Yarvin on, which is a classic yeah. example. Again, that might be all a pretense and and who knows what, right? Like psyop, blah 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 blah. Sure, uh, but judging on his work alone. I think he's making at least a half step to, And I don't, I know, I, I think, um, after this conversation, I'm going to purposely stop using the word, the terms left and right completely. I'm, I'm done with them. Uh, I think they're useless. I think they're actually harmful to the conversation. Cause I don't, um, I think what we're of what we're pushing for in our own different ways, Uh, but collectively pushing for is a left and right is still part of the liberal uh, frame. It's still part of the paradigm. You got to break the frame completely. Um, And unless we start doing that, then I don't know what the conversation is. Like, who who gives a shit? Like if, 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 if you're talking to someone and eventually they they start talking about voter rights and stuff, it's like, okay, no, 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 we're, we're, we're light years beyond voting rights, man. Um, we, you know, we got to, you know, smash voting <laughs> like, and I, and I get it. I understand why Lindsay and a lot of the center libs would view our position or like, I'm going to talk about myself, myself, my position, um, as the enemy, because what I'm proposing would not just screw with their lives. It would end what they think is of, uh, I would end their reality. Um, and they'd have to readjust themselves to a new reality or, or not. I don't know what you do, but I'm not trying to save the academic, uh, uh institutions. I'm here to destroy them. Um, to raise them to the ground and rebuild them in, in a new way completely. So that does not, um, benefit Lindsay and his crowd at all. And I get it. I understand it, but
0: you know, um, have you listened to any of, um, by listening to the wine stands these last few days, Eric Weinstein as um I, I have I have a new I have new views on the wine signs after listening to the last few days. And I want to get into that first. I want to get into your James Lindsay stuff.
1: So, like, you yeah, so you I, Lindsay? Yeah, so I was watching um these these are all taken from the Cigar Stream one twenty, the intellectual what do they call it? They called it the intellectual poverty of James Lindsay. If anyone hasn't watched the cigar <laughs> stream who's watching this, they should. It's on Academic Agents. Uh, not like it's YouTube. Not like it's yeah, it's good. Um, if you're at all interested in what Caleb and I are talking about or um, in this sort of, I don't know, whatever sphere you want to call it, um, they're doing some really work. Post post-right? <laughs> yeah, post-right? Yeah, post I have
0: a question about the post-right and, all guests. and i And like as terms go, it's not bad. Um, but the terms, terms are, it's it's so hard to come with anything good, but um, like this is why I, I just I come up a Catholic, and that, and all that that entails is
1: Catholic. Yeah, I'm I'm just happy with Orthodox, mm-hmm. um, because you know that's something that I'm uh going to fully commit to this year, and and I think it's um, I I, I mean whatever, <laughs> like the the problem is with all these terms is that uh. You whatever term you invent will either probably be used as, as a pejorative, so it's usually better to to accept the term that's given, um, or that's that's used the most to, to describe, like the you know, post libertarian, blah blah blah. Um, I kind of exist in a in a nowhere zone with all this stuff because I'm I'm neither. I was never a libertarian or anarchist. I was, you know, a center lib. I, the, the the closest thing that I have used to describe. Um, my ideas and my work is sort of post-secular. Um, but I think even that doesn't really fully define what I'm we're trying to do. So, um, you know, I was just, everyone's talking about um, about Hayward now, because he was just on uh, Pete's show and, uh, and Buck's show. So he's talking about foundationalism, which, you know, we won't get into here, but um, that's maybe a whole different show. I, I would like need to watch that. I, I
0: still need to watch. I haven't watched this episode yet. They're on my list. It's, I gotta get to
1: them. Yeah, I mean reading the his 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 Foundationalist manifesto is really short. You can do it like in you know, like half an hour. Um so it's and it's based. It's it's based as fuck. Um <laughs> I definitely have to read
0: it.
1: Yeah, I mean it it's it it even tests me a little bit. Um but uh I don't know where I'm going with this. But um
0: uh, Cigar is, stream,
1: James Lindsay, as we move on. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Cigar stream. So, uh, so people should watch that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to tilde their your whole thing, but they were, you know, so I, we were having this conversation about uh, suicide of the West. James Lindsay came out with his statements. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's a perfect example. And then the, these guys did a three hour, uh, dismantling of, of Lindsay and, and some of his ideas. So they're quoting from, um, um, from his book he wrote with Helen Pluckrose called uh, "Cynical Theories," and I'll just read two of the quotes that came to mind from the from the segment they were talking about. Um, so he's um, he's juxtaposing liberalism with critical theorists. right? And um, so he says that liberalism accepts accepts criticism even of itself, and is and is therefore self correcting. Theory cannot cannot be uh, theory cannot be criticized. Liberalism believes in progress. Theory is radically cynical about progress. Uh, and then he go you know, further down. He's like a uh, theory uh, focuses on victimhood, and liberalism concentrates on, uh, on sorry, uh, liberalism encourages disagreement and debate as means of getting to at the truth. Which, which you, you mean, you could pluck those things directly out of Burnham, where Burnham's like. This is what liberals, this is what liberals always believe. And it's amazing to me. Like when I saw that, I was like, ah, aha, yeah. there's a connection, right? And in chapter three, Burnham goes through this, where it's like, you know, the, the, the 45 or the 30 some uh, points. And the, 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 the fact that they think that liberalism is self-correcting to me was like the, the big highlight. Um, and that is at the crux of all this stuff, right? We, we we've talked about this and I've talked about this on the show is that the, the fundamental difference um, between, let's say the two sides is that my side believes that we live in a fallen world. And I'm sure you feel this way as a Catholic as well. We live in a fallen world that we are imperfect and that we will never be perfect. And the idea, the, the, the project is not to be perfect, but to live up to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ in, in, in every way possible and try to be as good as possible. At all at all times, um, whereas the liberal believes that no no we're we're already there, uh, and if there's any problems, well we'll just self correct. We'll have a we'll have a de- we'll have a debate and and has some disagreement and then and then it'll it'll sort itself out because the marketplace of good ideas and blah, blah 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 some nebulous bullshit terms, and that to me is that that's so this is lindsay and this is why he's not our ally. He'll never be our ally. He can't be our ally. Um, even as as hard as, as hard on the pain as he can go against the woke, the woke isn't our isn't our problem. The, the woke is is just a symptom of of late stage liberalism. It's the whole fucking artifice that has to go down. So if we are only concentrating on, on the woke, we're missing the whole bloody picture. And you know, so um, I think he's a he's a it's a powerful. Like, and again, people who think you know who may listen to his term. Only can let's say marginal conservatives. If you think that he's not coming for you too, because he's gonna he's gonna identify the threat always as far to the right as possible, and that's always the boogeyman. So, as far as they, they can siphon you into that position, you will never be safe. Like that's it's it's <laughs> it's uh, it it's just the fact of liberalism. Liberalism can't accept anything out of a very narrow box of of what is. Uh, uh, acceptable, let's say, behavior and, and and ideas. Anything that falls outside of those ideas, those ideas don't get debated. Those ideas don't get challenged. Those those, those ideas don't get um, uh, even in, in any way incorporated or questioned. They're just excluded completely. Good. Let me just end this rant. I'll, I'll turn it over to you. This is a, a secondary thought I had. You know, Bill Maher classically called out Justin Trudeau. Or some of Trudeau's uh, previous comments about um, uh, about uh, uh, the anti-vaxxers being uh, misogynist and racist and that kind of thing, and Bill Maher said on a show like that sounds fascist, right? So I'm, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but basically said that Trudeau's starting to sound like Hitler, and you know everyone reacted to that. But again, see how he just opposes uh, Justin's ideas. Is that if you say something that is fully befitting within a liberal progressive frame that is that's not even woke that's just classic liberal um if it doesn't fall so if if you fall a little bit too too much to one side you now become a fascist as far right as they can get their head around they don't of course they don't understand that fascism is just a byproduct of liberalism as well but we that's a different conversation but see how they shift it it's never just like well maybe maybe the liberals ideas are bad maybe maybe liberalism has some maybe, maybe just being called a liberal can be a pejorative enough as it is but bill can't do that because he's he's in that group he's in that frame so on james Lindsay, do you see his uh,
0: anti-religion tweets recently anti anti treats. Oh, but he came out lie. against yeah. He um he said it's easier to convince me to be woke than to be Christian. <laughs> um and he had, had zero patience for what religion said he went hard up to like we lose his fanboys, we lose his followers. He's so, R- was, he's he was, he's,
1: a, he's he's an atheist so
0: yeah it was completely uh it was an example of like this a lot of people on the right were like see he's an ally he's a, he, a left wing guy can be an ally now. You, they don't exist. Like left, there's no left-wing allies. There are left-wing people who are, are on your side. But you when the best, they will, When the liberals attack the left, they will be quickly find a several-point ally on the right. Um, they hate that. They can't stand it. And it's... Well, no,
1: but but there, there's here's the thing. There's no conservative allies either. The thing that we have to start understanding and adjusting to is that even a classic conservative will sell you out or or give you know or give you up because they Do don't.
0: Famous, the canceled Sammy sinks It was it. was 75
1: Francis, wasn't it? Exactly, exactly. It's I just. I just told you that was, actually. <laughs> it's um, it's all those guys. You know, there's a reason why you know, as a, as a, as an ex atheist, and certainly of the new atheist uh, stripe. You know, re, I've been watching, rewatching some of those things, and uh, cringe at my, at my own self, basically. And one thing that I always thought, even back then, is that they never went after. They always use really um, low-hanging fruit, <laughs> like so. The, you know, Chris Hitchens would debate Dinesh D'Souza, who I just I have no time for. But he's not over religion, like oh, okay. Um, he would get um. Who did he get on famously? Uh, I mean, some of the religious leaders too. Like um, uh, what's his name? Who's a black guy from the states? Uh, he was always pulled out of the would work when they need like a black religious leader to. Say something, it's not Farrakhan, obviously, but no, well, um, I know. I know who you're well, talking about, I don't, I don't know his name, it'll come to me. <clears throat> but again, none of these people are really fit to make a good theological defense. Like,
0: so the best one they had was William Lang Craig, and I, as much as I can respect some of Craig's work, he's not the best at debating, that. Like, religious stuff.
1: No, and I, I, I mean, my personal opinion about, about Christian apologists is like they, they should just stop. I go away um uh they don't, they they had nothing to the conversation they actually hurt things because they're trying to marry two things that don't have to be married together like at a, at a certain belief at a certain point we can talk about the bible we can talk about the, the proofs in the bible and those are sometimes self-evident sometimes not but it doesn't matter like if you get to the point of having to to rejigger the bible to to fit into some sort of modernist claim again you're playing the liberal frame you're playing a liberal game like why are you trying to make this work within a liberal mindset it's never going to work these two things are completely opposing each other like it's I'll go not back even back to
0: the the pre-liberal frame when we just hang hair tips. like can we just go back to that one that, that's why like, like, this is a joke people i don't actually want to hang heretics. uh but i'm not I, like this idea of, like suddenly like the idea of shutting down opposition instead of debating i put out a tweet today like, sometimes common sense and a kick-ass ass is better is a right response that a philosophical debate um mm. that i think that's a fair point like, some, like sometimes comments isn't asking is, is the right response you don't need to have a big point hammered at home these people hates you you shouldn't have to debate them
1: yeah exactly um yeah i mean it's it's ridiculous but again even if you're going to debate something on the, on the on the basis of religion um you know uh, at least try to get someone who's who's well versed <laughs> like you know you're using again very low-hanging fruit um, and I think that's why the, ath- the atheists the atheist, always the new atheists especially Hitchens, especially more than anyone else, but Harris too, just would just slant, would win all those debates, debates, because again, I mean, you're trying, you're you're applying criteria that that re- religion can never meet, but then again, if you really looked at the atheist side, the, a- atheism can't meet its own criteria. Well, it's actually but it's,
0: a, a great video. Trent Horn, he's a Catholic uh, apologist too. I don't like the so I about like a lot of his philosophical things are great. He said uh the toxicity of atheism is anybody called it, and it's how atheism's argument against any proof of could offer bite like, bites him in the ass. And how yeah. it is uh is so, has self-defeating uh, characteristics. And it's um Thaser makes this point a lot and I think it was the uh, the five of of God. Like it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's the best point of atheism, I say atheism by its own standards the treats of own arguments.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean and that's It was always the interesting thing, but I mean, rewatching those things um, is how, yeah. If you set criteria at this, it's almost it's always shifting um, 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 uh, proof level. Like you know, nothing short of a, like literally angels of God showing up and materializing and walking down a staircase onto God, and and then having, hearing the booming voice of God through the throughout the heavens. I think even at that point, they'd be like, "Well, it's just a massive hallucination." That actually,
0: there was right. a debate that that happened. It was William Lane Craig and I can't remember who it was. They were arguing the the the, the of the resurrection of Jesus, and um, the guy kept saying that they could have been having really realistic hallucinations. All the apostles could have. And um, William and Craig said, What could, what would convince you? And the guy said, Well, if Jesus came down before me himself and said, you have been a bad sinner, go to church tomorrow, I would be front rowing to church tomorrow. Like, you wouldn't say it was a hallucination, and I like that's the problem with like, like a lot of the like, kids his own claim is defeated. Own, like, actually Trin Horn did another debate with Matt Dillahunty on the uh, resurrection debate, and I used to think the resurrection debate was a really dumb saying, like it's, it, it's purely face based, you can't I think, argue it for reasonably. Uh, but his argument was that if you deny a resurrection, by the same standard, you have to deny things like Washington across Delaware. Like the same mm-hmm. historical evidence we trust has to be applied equally. Which is actually why I think that is the best part of Christian apologists, is they inadvertently sow the failures of everything else by trying to apply things in a weird. Real... By pointing is the, the failures of everything else. You know, I don't think they do great when they start trying to argue with the same framework, but they do great at showing the failures of every other framework.
1: I mean, look, the the, the, the basic... The, the, the easy example is that you know, civilization um, as we know it was built off the backs of, of, of Christianity. And I know there was great civilizations before that Rome and whatever have you, but no one wants to live in even the high part of Rome. Like, unless you were one of the, one of the like 12 people maybe who had money and security. Everyone else got fucked. Like it's like no one wants to go. No one wants to live in that man. You know, ancient Greece. Oh, ancient Greece, Plato and stuff. But yeah, most people lived in shit. Um, you don't want to go back to ancient Greece. Like you're you just got invaded on a Tuesday. Um, so so um, so the modern civilization and anything we can even conceptualize as modernity is built on the back of, of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And there's no atheist claim that can even come close to that. And again, we can go, we can go well, things haven't been tried. Yes, they have Soviet union, you know, uh, North Korea, China, you know, there's a lot of uh, Chinese secular countries. Mm-hmm. You can we look at um, Montreal, Canada, Quebec, Quebec and Canada. Okay. One of the most secular, um, uh, they've done, they've, they've bent over backwards over the last I don't know, 20, 30 years to create a, a hyper secular society, even though they've left all the Christian, um, uh, icons up because history, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, they haven't built anything of any kind of lasting value or interest in the last 30, 40 years. Now there's my economic fa- factors and all these other factors going on, sure. But name me the great atheist architects. Name me the beautiful, um, you know, everyone can go to the Sistine Chapel and no matter what your religious background, go, wow, okay, that's that's beautiful right? Uh, Notre Dame wasn't wasn't cried over by uh, just 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 Catholics. It was cried over by anyone, but destruction of the church. Like it's you know, like um it's a it's not just a religious icon. it's a it's an icon of beauty. Um, name me, name me a counterpart. You know find me a find me an atheist counterpart, please. I, and again, i'm I'm from that old perspective. like I, I, I spent way more years being an atheist than I was than I have been anything else. Um, and I finally got to that point where my contradictions stacked up to where they started collapsing, in on themselves. And that's, you know, maybe that's what, I don't know if Lindsay will ever do that. I doubt it. Um, but you know, or Pinker or whoever, or the Weinsteins, and I'm going to pass the mic over to you to talk with the Weinsteins. Um, because, uh, because everything else I have to say about Lindsay, I think I've basically covered, um. Is that, I guess my my, 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 my tilde is this. Be very careful of the allies you think you have. The enemy of my enemies, my friend shit, is, is, does not apply here. Um, because if, if, if we're not having a conversation about what to do after all this falls, because that's what's going to happen like the Lindsay guys and all that stuff will still be complaining, will still be arguing for the righteousness of Harvard or the institutions while the institutions literally collapse and or kill them, like round them up and put them in, you know, Lindsay's a perfect example. You know, when we heard about, um, Shostakovich can talk about people in the gulags who just couldn't accept, would rather accept them being themselves being guilty than accepting that communism had failed and it's, and it's, um, or had communism had done this to them and, I think that anyone who's on a steady diet, Lindsay, is just inoculating themselves against the actual problem, which is the entire artifice that they're involved in. But anyways.
0: So on point institutions, the next thing I want to talk to like Eric Weinstein and Brett Weinstein have a, um, my views on them are not, not not favorable, but I have much more understand them now. Um, and I can see elements, in it. like the reason I think I told them is I think out of the IDW people, they're the, they're the best. Uh, mine is Jordan Peterson. he's a weird one because I don't, I don't him in with the rest of because he's so uh, he believes in hierarchies, you know. But so is Brett, Weinstein. Brett Weinstein is an evolutionary biologist, people who don't know. And so he'll make some really great points on about evolutionary biology, about how social structures work, about how things are developed, and I put it in a really interesting way. He's still stuck within the framework, like on the opening of the Delobi pocket doesn't two one. He talked about how equality of outcome was bad, but equality of opportunity was necessary. Um, and it's kind of just like, dude, you, you understand, like, if everyone has the same opportunity, they have to have the same starting point. And at the same starting point, have the same, they have the same outcome in the previous generation. Like, you just switched the two. Like, you, you have made zero progress here. Um, and he would make points like, we have to respect hierarchies because they're natural. but it also has have to have, like, a liberal uh, equality of opportunity. Like, you know, like, if he, if he wasn't, if he would just drop the liberal frame and take up a little bit of a lens, he'd be way better. Like he yeah, he moved, can't, though. He can't. And that's what sucks about him. Um, but he has so many good... And Eric Weinstein, Redline, and to well, basically got shut down by institutions. Why, why in them? Like, Eric Weinstein was asked to move move from Harvard because they didn't like his work he was doing because it was going to affect um, their money-making scheme, pretty much. Uh, which makes him interesting because he, he stays still. They will say, here's our the institutions. They won't say they need to be destroyed. They won't say we got to start over. And they are still say, Eric wants to a whole podcast on a problem with peer-reviewed studies. He still likes studies that are peer-reviewed. He said has had all these problems with it. And oh, it's yeah. my, my problem. With it. they, they, they can both, from inside, they can see the problems and admit there are problems, but they won't ever take it all the way. If like they said that on someone who would take it all the way, they think he's a crazy person. And that's what sucks about my thing. Like, you can watch them and you can pull Like I pulled a lot of good stuff listening to them. But I have, I had I to do the work. I had to take the, take what they say and then add to it. When they were just a, a little bit more radical, they could be way better. And that's what sucks about a lot of identity people. I feel like.
1: Well, I think you know, you know, I think one of the biggest the thing that also sets us apart um, from from the liberal frame is that I'm not threatened by liberal ideas at all. Like their ideas to me are not threatening the institutions and the outcomes and the and the power structures that are that are, that are that spring up from those ideas now that is a problem um, those can directly impact my life or indirectly impact my life very very negatively but you know i don't I, in terms of um, you know if if they if they think that um, it's it's, a, it's it's an interesting point. I, I don't have the quote here from from that Lindsay quote from Cigar Stream, um, but he says something about um, that liberalism is attempting to preserve human dignity, and to me that's that's such an it's it's, it's an interesting point because I've now clearly stated uh, at least to myself that my entire project what I'm what I'm here to do is to preserve human dignity and decency. At all at all costs like to, especially decency i think the two things are intertwined that you can't have decency without dignity but but decency is at the core of it like you know um if 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 people live in an indecent world if you raise children in an indecent world or in a selfish uh uh, uh world they're going to get selfish kids because they're going to learn that that's the way that's the way you play the game you know and the corruption how do we corrupt the world or how's how does the world get corrupted it's very very simple because you, you you corrupt the incentives you 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 invert the incentive structures into a just to, to to a such a critical mass that even good people start acting indecent toward towards one another because because they can because the the excuses or the um the 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 um the um well, what was the word i'm looking for the um the uh, the justifications are uh, you know, are just obvious well, I have to do it for my family, I have to do it for my future. I have to do it for you know, and then we can get into more lofty ideas of the academy or you know um, you know the, the you know the the, the the liberal project well, this must continue. why why? No one no one can answer I don't think if you actually asked Eric Weinstein or Lindsay or any of these guys like, why why does this have to continue? Why Harvard what? could there be a world without Harvard, you know, or anything that, that looks like Harvard is, is that, is that even a possibility in your head? And I don't think, I think you'd basically be like taking a shit on their chest at that point because they wouldn't know what to do. They're like, well, no, of course, Harvard, Harvard's necessary. We just want to reform it. No, 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 no. What if we just took it away? Like it just went away. The Academy just went, whew, you know, we, we used, different means to, to, to uh, assign accreditation. And that's all really, you know, the basic function of it is. Well, what if we just change that mechanism to something else? And I don't think they have any rational or emotional way of dealing with that world.
0: Um, and this is what it sucks about. Like, Eric, Eric Weinstein. 20 minutes and he's And he did talk about how he was pushed out of academia, he was attacked by his colleagues, how they wouldn't credit his work, they, they did all this nonsense to him. He really was – and he talked about how they used their power strokes to affect GDP and boost the line of their own pockets. Like he would adequately, from the inside, describe everything wrong with them. And you still defend them. And that's, just, that's how embedded they are in this liberal frame and how you can't really – it's not to break someone with a liberal frame. Like I don't think you can. I think only, like people, who, only people I've seen break the liberal frame were people who became religious. Which to me implies that it has to be a spiritual saying, not just say a reasonable saying. Um, exactly yeah and so uh, I prayed if I were religion because if imagine if Eric Weinstein, but Weinstein were, you know religious that'd be great um, that's why I think Jordan Peterson is not stuck in that same frame I think he understands that's why Jordan Peterson isn't an invincible someone isn't because I think they both understand they're the only ones in that I think who are actually religious and Jordan Peterson might not believe in God but I think he understands religion enough not to be placated by the same problems as Weinstein and the same all. song
1: Sure. But we have to be very careful with that as well. Like generally the, yeah. the easy criticism with Peterson right now is that Peterson's railing against vaccine mandates, um, at the same time going on a speaking tour, which in, in theaters that require proof of vaccination you know, vaccine passports to get into the theater. Um, and I forget, just Josiah has been really good on this and, and a few others. And I, and I, again, I have no defense for him. Uh, uh, Ben Shapiro is another one where, um, who just, uh, Someone he just said that you know Daily Wire um, funded some other guy, but uh, again,
0: yeah, he funded a cop who uh, saw hmm. saw that. Oh my God, what's the name? I know he broke into the cop, no knock one someone, and uh, killed him, and he got booked here from
1: Daily Wire. Yeah, exactly. Because because again, hang on, but but again, all these things are connected to it, right? So I think yes, I agree with you that Ben Shapiro and and Jordan Peterson have. have a, have a vision outside the frame because of the because of the religious upbringing. Here is the thing, though they they make their living, and they make um, their whole entire uh, reality right. The live their lived reality is within the frame. So you are not just asking them, even if they could maybe like, see something, right? I am not I am not, not trying to attribute um, malice or 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 um, anything else to them, but it does seem to be incongruous, right? Based on your act, based on their actions. It's like, why are you saying one thing and doing another? Like my the my, my 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 formulas brain um, wants to see smoothness, wants to see like connections, right? So, and, if you, and as soon as I see someone saying one thing and doing another, um, that's red flagging for me. Yeah. Um, so that's like, even if we could give them the, the benefit of the doubt saying that maybe they can have a vision outside the frame, they're still acting very much within the frame. And to the detriment, I think, of their own position, because you know, I, I, again, I, it's like how, how how much how much more do you want to discredit yourself? Like you don't need your enemies to discredit you; you're just you're doing it yourself.
0: That is the problem. With I think if Jordan let's see Jordan Peterson, if he took his own, ugh, this not if he took his own advice seriously. If he took some of his advice and ideas to the next step. But was, well, I think that he is logically lean. Like how many people do you think became Orthodox or Catholic based on his disability or his and, uh play? I can't pronounce his name. And, you know I'm sure. about? Yeah, I can't. Right.
1: That,
0: yeah. Um, I, I, I think those interviews probably made lots of people Catholic and Orthodox, effectively. And if he just followed his own advice, his own uh, encouragement to people, other people, true, he wouldn't be where he's at now. I think um, – as I another thing about all the, the IDW people, is a lot of them, if they, but they inspired is so much better than what they are. I say because I think the IDW for a lot of people, the IW for a lot of people was the right people. and that's what kind of got them going. Um, I know Ben Pio got a lot, I know a lot of people who came from Ben Pio to Tom Woods to Pete Canonas to you know Chordas Garvin. and so, um, and they inspired a lot. I think a lot of good people. And I think we're gonna see the fruits of that later. I just know those people aren't like all the 10 What's up was bar and can't say they say you didn't know wrong kind of thing. I hope we all we'll we say the same plot of people later, what's up, Eric Bernstein, all those people, Lindsay, in the same way. You know, I'm hoping they can distance themselves from the idol worship of these figures who are going to inspire other things later.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I agree with you that we don't know the long term effects <laughs> and the pipelines are real. Look, I can I can trace my um my religious um Mo- I, I guess my moment, whatever. I can I can definitely trace my my weakening of my atheist resolve and anti-theist resolve directly to Peterson. Um, so there's, I mean, again, I'm and I, I'm not even this isn't a crit- critique about Peterson. His name comes up because he's kind of in that in in that yeah. mid year. Um, but with Lindsay, and I keep looking at it and like, you know, the anti woke stuff is there's a Schopenhauer, there's a there's a, there's a wonderfulness about it because it kind of, it kind of informs you, it self-informs yourself. Like S is, you know, this the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and he's doing the good fight and bringing this dictionary and, you know, uh, criticizing critical race theory. Here's the thing, though. The main people, and if you see, um, uh, there was another guy, I think, in Oklahoma just recently who was at a school board, stood up and said, like, we're he's a black guy, but that that shouldn't even matter, but... Um, speaking out against critical race theory and gender theories and all that kind of stuff. The people like him who are now getting personally affected by these things and coming into conflict with them are not turning to Lindsay and his work to rationalize and understand it. They understand it on a a ground, on a ground level. Now, you know, maybe if everyone had read Lindsay, then, then this could have been averted earlier, blah, 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 blah. Who knows? Um, but again the, the 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 Lindsayites would just i think want to reform these systems and and even anyone caught in those ideas that that you can reform this it's like no you can maybe push this back a bit you can maybe um you know kick the can backwards a little bit and 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 you know give it by yourself 10 20 years maybe let's be really hyper optimistic 50 years of time but we're going we're going to come back to the spot again like this is this is this is not a fe- this is not a bug. It's a feature. It's it's what liberals and produces, and there's no way out of it unless you break the liberal frame.
0: Um, I want to point out Ed Weinstein. I mean, he wants to lead the planet. He doesn't have. He, he's in. We, all these people in SARS are too stupid. Therefore, they have too many. Too much nuclear. We're not wanting enough nuclear weapons. It's already bombed. We're gonna go to a new planet. And it's like, what's your new system on the planet? He won't say. It's like the same system. He just wants to start over. He was like it's not, not like finding like you know, a new planet. people are going to forget how nuclear weapons are made, you know, people who can get to other planets are going to respond and make nuclear weapons again. And so we, instead of he's like he can't. He sees the again. He sees the problems, and instead of wanting to tear things down, break things, 16 backwards, and was an relief. We to go to a new planet that's not over. It's Like what?
1: See, I don't, I don't, I know what I would define it as. I don't even see. I don't even know if they see the problems. They see the the let's say the, the symptoms. Problems? They see mm-hmm. the symptoms, and they don't like the symptoms. They don't like this. The, this woke thing is embarrassing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, other elements of this, thing that's embarrassing to them. They don't like it. It Makes I like them it feel like
0: embarrassing. That's how it feels when they talk about the
1: left. Exactly, exactly. Right, and and they and they use shaming techniques, and they use all these techniques to kind of just say like, "Oh, we're not them. We're we're not cultural Marxists." It's like, oh, okay, but but if you're classic, if you're a classic lib. You're just all your systems end up being socialism, like this isn't. (laughs) And and again, I I expect if you if you told Eric that, he would just reject you. Like you know, he rejected Yarvin one time was at a a party. Apparently, I would love to see that.
0: I would love to see that podcast.
1: Why would be?
0: I think it'd be eye opening. I think it'd be eye opening. I think it would really take someone who is under liberal flame. Who is smart? I'm not. Zona Nine he's not smart. He's a smart guy. It would think of a liberal flame. Yeah. Actually, have them pushed to their limits of the liberal flame, and we can see what happens. It'd be like an experiment. I would want to see what happens when someone like the liberal flame is
1: pushed to the edge. I just think they would just reject it, man. At some point, it would just become. We we know what happens. With I mean, I can only, I don't know. Yeah, you're, right. you're right. We don't know what, what would happen. But my my um, my theory on that one would be that they would just start lobbing at at homonyms. They would it, yeah. you, you always know when a liberal is being pushed to their liberals to their limits because it gets insulting. It gets mm-hmm. personal and insulting like yeah. immediately. Immediately. Um and that's how their way of, of just like nope can't nope. No 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 nope. Yeah. Right? I'm talking to a Nazi. Nope. Say, yeah. Okay. Oh. Like, like, it is like um y'all been on Eric Weinstein
0: y'all been like Michael Mahass on Eric Weinstein so months ago. He's yet to release it. And I think that's kind of a, a telling trait about the, uh, about the, about the, about Einstein's liberal flame. It's even like Michael Malice, who is, I would say an anarchist is still kind of in the, in, the, in the liberal frame, under the fringes of it. Um If he can't handle that, you know, it, it's something that's kind of a, a telling trait, I think.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I th- yeah, exactly. No, I agree with you. And I, And again, it's Malice, malice is he's an anarchist and I, I wouldn't again i wouldn't consider him an ally um but is I mean,
0: the an anarchist.
1: you know but but at least he's successful at at pushing these these narratives out to their absolute limits and we can see them start to tear apart you know it's the same with dave smith like i, I and again i love michael massett's show i love dave smith's show uh, you know, um, I have nothing against them. I have all the respect for them. Um, but again, these are not allies. They're not your allies, man. Like Dave Smith is so entrenched in within, within libertarianism. He can't see outside libertarianism. Now, maybe someday he will. Um, and maybe even someday Michael will. And I mean, uh, if it wasn't for Michael Malice, I would never know about Curtis Yarvin. So yeah. Same, you know, same.
0: like he, uh, a lot of the great thing Mata says do come from Yarvin, which is a, uh i think like mike mass a lot of the y'all stuff in him which is a, a lot of i think was a, a lot of people i know hate malice because they say, everything good about mass you get from you i'm like that's kind of true there's nothing good in malice you can't get from y'all
1: no true enough i mean but I, again i think um because malice has more of a trickster kind of uh, element to it and and i think there's an element of him where he just wants to see it, he wants to see it burn so he i think you know we can't start building this thing until it collapses. It's collapsing under its own weight. We don't really have to do very much. Uh, and in fact, in fact, if I had any advice to anybody, uh, is do as little as possible. <laughs> like, shore up your own defenses. Look to your family. Make sure your guys are okay. And do that kind of stuff. Um, but don't you know? Make contacts. Uh, make friends with a farmer. Like you know, get figure out food and and stuff like that. Um, but uh, other than that yeah, I encourage anyone or anything that, that accelerates you know, the Nick Landian in me just wants this acceleration to continue. It's like, let's, let's get this. Yeah. Cause the longer yeah. it takes, the, the longer it takes, I think you're also creating, it dissipates energy and creates much more of a sense of NUI and, 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 and depression that is not helpful. And is, and again, if, if, if I'm being honest with myself and saying that I'm trying to preserve human dignity and and uh, and decency, more more decency more than anything else, um, then um, then I don't want to see this uh, drawn out over the next 20, 30 years or whatever it is. I mean, I don't, I don't honestly. I, don't, I think we don't. I don't. I think we don't get out of the decade um, without some major collapses, like things that even. Even the most shitlib, even the most blue pill person on the planet is gonna step in and go. Well, gosh, that looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> that seems that seems unfavorable. Yeah. Let's you
0: know, on that point. Let's wrap this up with the uh, last paragraph of the book, and then we're gonna talk about that paragraph a bit before I wrap it up. So it's the last paragraph of the book, um, talking about what liberalism is and the collapse of it. it says. But of course, the final collapse of the West is not yet inevitable. The report of its death would be premature by, if a decisive change comes, if the contradicts of the past 50 years should cease and be reversed in the ideology of liberalism, the pride of its primary function will fade away, like those famous dreams of the ill man he's who, passing the crisis of his disease, finds he is not dying after all. There are a few signs, a few small signs here and there, but that liberalism may already be starting to uh, fading. Perhaps this book is one of them. Now I think there's two ways you can read that. Is liberalism meaning the like, state, the how thing that they our current institutions and systems, or is liberalism is the ideology that's in control of all these current institutions? Um I think he's right about liberalism is fading. I think more and more people are not becoming more and uh, more people are breaking the liberal frame. So I think he's right on that, but I don't think he's right about liberalism fading. I think it's gonna just collapse. I don't think he's it's in. to that's not being back. it's in to collapse.
1: Well also I mean and this is where I, I disagree with Burnham throughout the throughout the whole book. Is that, uh, and maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm I'm just some dude <laughs> with a messy with a messy uh, office. Um, but uh, it, again, my in my concept is that the West is liberalism. That these two things are inseparable. So that Western civilization um, is liberalism. It's a, it's a story of liberalism. So its rise and fall will be the rise and fall of liberalism as we know it now if something takes its place or if we can say we can let's say divorce liberalism from the western from western civ i would then say well maybe that's not western civilization as we know it you can we can call it that and you know we can call it whatever we want to but at my i think at that point it's no longer western civilization like i said this to a friend of mine a few years ago um Mm -hmm. And he just you know, scoffed at me, but I was like, um, "You know, Western civilization's dead. It's done. It's uh, everything that we we would would associate with that thing is finished. Um, we're seeing this in Canada right now, where you know, there's just seizing. They're using the they're using this opportunity to call protesters terrorists and seize their assets and all these other things. That's not Western civilization. Uh, that's there's no tenant." there's no foundational idea in any western civilization where you could defend that now it's not that people haven't done things like that before but we usually call those people tyrants and usually you know have very you know have broke very little patience with them um I, there's been zero condemnation at the u.n about about Trudeau. do we know, you know like america's threatening war with russia over their treatment of um, of Ukraine, um, but yet have said zero things about what Trudeau's doing to his own citizens. If if we if we if we said that the Belarusians were doing what Trudeau's doing, then there'd be calls for open war on CNN. And that's not conjecture; we know that's true. So, um, so this is not a again. This is not a bug; it's a feature. Um, and and this is the collapse of it. So if you if you still think that this is in any way, shape, or form something that that comports itself to the definition of Western civilization, I'm like, I don't, I, 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 don't, it's, I guess progress of a kind, but um, I don't get it. <laughs> if this is if this is your progress, uh, I'm out. I, I'm I'm gladly not part of this project.
0: I think that's the perfect way to end this podcast. If that's your progress, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as the perfect tagline in the podcast, uh, Jason, this has been a lot of fun. you yeah, for joining me
1: for this three-part episodes. Where can people find yeah, you? At? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at two-bit two podcast. You can find us. Uh, there's a weekly show I do with my with my friend Mark. Uh, that's on uh, YouTube. We usually do a live show. I want to say every Sunday. Um, this week it got moved to Tuesday. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next week, but anyways. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, we're on Rumble, we're on Bitchute, we're usually on Odyssey, although Odyssey, I have some problems with your uploader. Uh, and then check us out for on uh, Anchor and a few other uh, podcatchers. The audio stuff, I've been having a hard time uploading as well, so I'm trying to figure that stuff out on my own. But um, yeah, so we're we're in places. Uh, we're in the Kingpill Discord as well, everyone should join that um, and uh, be part of those conversations. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, and um, I think starting either next week or the week after, I'll be on the sub-stack, But I'll let people know about that as well.
0: So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, this is an episode of Face, Liberty, and Practice. Make sure you subscribe because I got some take us episodes coming out soon. I got tomorrow, LB Muniz. I got uh, Sunday, my bell call for a new piece on beauty and osteotomism. <laughs> Monday I got Ace August coming on with Laman I can five Landotal sit. And then on uh Monday Tuesday I have on Eincast going on to talk about um you know, weird, but St. Zod and Masters on the Divine Images. We're gonna talk about iconography and beauty. So it's gonna be a bunch of really fun podcasts coming up. Make sure you subscribe. And with that, uh, let's wrap this up. Jason, good talking to you. Let's you have a good weekend. Thanks,